I woke up this morning with a short line from a poem by the ecstatic poet Rumi, where he said, why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? Come out of the tangle of fear thinking, live in silence flow down and down and down in ever-widening rings of being. It turns out that as we come out of the tangle of fear thinking, as we have more moments of mindfulness, become at least momentarily less preoccupied with our own internal view of reality, our eyes open, our heart opens, and we experience a much wider sense of ourself uh, in the world. And we see that seeing through the illusion of our separateness unleashes uh, the heart of compassion and caring. And what used to feel like we were observing the world from this isolated point of observation, transforms into a wide panoramic sky-like awareness that is inclusive, impartial, but also incredibly responsive and caring and feels a a natural urge to, to help wherever help is needed. So this seeing through the self-illusion is never about just me. It is, a, it is one of our doorways to uh, making ourselves available to each other. You may have also noticed just as a gentle effect of practice is as we narrow our, our focus, come closer and closer to the to the body and breath, we just start naturally feeling a sense of of wideness. It's a paradox. We come to that single point where we experience what's called samadhi. And that single point is often described as the point that includes everything. So this meditation this morning will be about acknowledging and perhaps providing a a direct experience of that more panoramic, inclusive awareness. One Tibetan teacher says the purpose of our practice is to awaken in us that sky-like nature of the mind and return us to our, this natural state of openness that underlies the whole of life and death uh, that gets lost in the busyness uh, of our minds and our daily lives. So for this practice, it's helpful that you find a comfortable posture, not unlike the the metta. It's another, all practices are practice of metta, loving kindness. One that you can remain relatively still. And we will let go of the primary anchor and hopefully if it's not too intrusive you can let my words and the the different sounds that I provide be the anchor for your attention 
so you can let go of the breath. Just settle into that gentle stillness, just letting your body melt into the openness of your practice like a stick of butter left out in a hot sun. Once you feel slightly settled, imagine or sense or feel your mind be like a clear, empty sky without limits. And begin to open to the different sounds that are heard. Sounds in the room, the sound of my voice, the sound of silence. all the sounds, loud and soft, arise and fade without naming them or judging them, simply hearing. Sounds arise and fade. Awareness is like space. Sounds arise in that space and they pass away. Make no effort to hear the sounds. Let the sounds arise and let listening or hearing happen by itself.
in the clear, open, sky-like space of mind. Once again, become aware of physical sensations. Rising like points of feeling or stars flickering in an evening sky. Our immediate and direct perception No head, no shoulders, no arms, nor legs, nor back, nor front. Just points of sensation flickering like stars in the sky. Sounds, sensations. There's no inside or outside. Just these appearances rising. Fading. Effortlessly known in the sky-like nature of the mind. knowing, awareness is perfectly still, allowing the sounds and sensations to appear and disappear in the open stillness of mind.
in our direct experience. There's no head, no neck, shoulders, front or back, arms or legs. Points of sensation flickering like stars in that limitless nature of the mind. Mind nature, perfectly still. Not the slightest movement toward or away from any experience. Mind essence is motionless. Dear sky-like nature of the mind. Be aware of thoughts and images. Like clouds floating through an open sky. Thoughts like clouds have no roots. No home. Empty. Hearing and fading. The immovable. Sky-like nature of the mind.
Keep the mind soft and steady, perfectly still, no reaching for or pushing away any experience, allowing the sounds sensations, thoughts and images rise and pass by themselves within this welcoming, eye-like nature of the heart-mind. There is no inside, no outside, just these appearances. Impartially embraced, known within the sky-like nature of the mind. Look, look within the nature of the mind, clear, empty like vast space. Look within your own mind. Here, empty.
not made of anything. Both shining, yet black. Containing all experience, but not limited by it. Directly, the nature of the mind. Sky-like, invisible, like empty space. Room for everything. Unbound. Welcoming. Rest as the sky-like nature of the mind. It's home. Rest your weary mind in this natural peace. In this immediate and direct perception, there's no solid body, no arms, no legs, no back, no front, head or shoulders, just points of sensation flickering like stars Really flickering in an evening sky. No inside, no outside, remaining still. Be the stillness. Be lucidly aware. Awareness is not constructed. It is a state of being.
Look within the nature of the mind. Clear, open, welcoming. Including all experience, but not reactive to it. Intrinsically calm and peaceful. Rest within this sky-like nature of the mind. Rest in this natural great peace. Exhausted mind, eaten helpless by karma and neurotic thought. Rest your weary mind, vast, heart filled openness. Tome. Rest, be free, be simply aware, Sounds, sensations, thoughts and images, free to come and go in this sky-like nature of the mind. Rest in the sky-like nature of the mind. Clear, open, not made of anything.
including all experience, but not limited by it. Unconditioned. Deathless. Free. Be free. Be lucidly aware. Rest in the vast, inclusive, welcoming nature of the heart-mind. Next bells in some minutes will mark the end of the sitting. Be aware.
I'd like to invite you to, as you uh, move about the campus today and do your practice, that feel free to utilize this metaphor of the sky and perhaps uh, play with a, a different perception than we're used to. You know, we often think of uh, that, um, that there's inside here and outside there and that has a certain conventional truth, but you could also experience um, everything as part of the wider space of your own mind. And uh, so the, all that incredible nature that is not... Um, is not necessarily apart from you. It's part of the vastness of your own mind. And it's often this sense of, of, of viewing that our mind is in here and then there's out there that, that creates a, a sense of division. And uh, we can just see our mind as having lots of room. It's not stuck between our ears. It's just a perceptual shift. And it's important to know, even though we uh, use this metaphor of the sky, that it is a metaphor. Our mind is not the sky. And, you know, if you've sat long enough, you know that our mind is, in some ways, well, the sky is not really the sky either. That's a, that's a concept. But, uh, but the mind is more interesting than the sky. The sky you might think of as a, this vastness, this blank nothingness, but our mind is just filled with the most obvious difference, which it has awareness, it has cognizance. And because of that, it has this amazing heart response of, of caring and love and joy, uh, intelligence. That Bonnie's been talking about the intuitive awareness is intelligent. And it seems that when we are in a more narrow, preoccupied state, which is part of our innocent conditioning, that, uh, that intrinsic intelligence is, isn't able to flow. And so the more we relax that tight fist of grasping and just open a little, it, it allows all those heart qualities to flow. So feel free to just unfurl your mind a little bit as you go about the day. But remember that, uh, that this sense of the nature of mind being vast, it depends on your individuality, on your body on your unique individuality to know that. So it never denies your, your existence. It's the paradox. Is that you're, you could say that, as one teacher said, uh, wisdom tells me I'm nothing. Love tells me I'm everything. Uh, between these two, my life uh, flows. So feel free to ask any questions, any comments, descriptions. Uh, especially about what you're noticing in the practice. Um, Likely one of your questions might be of some benefit to someone else, so don't be bashful. Please. The movie The Martian. Feeling, feeling the pleasantness of your aloneness. Thank you for saying that because it's often aloneness gets conflated with loneliness. And loneliness is aloneness with aversion. Where aloneness can be 
not always, but can be a very uplifting uh, state. I can't say how it is for you, but um, I, I understand it's pleasant, beautiful. Please. Yes. Yes. That's right. Even even the even the tumult we can that can be held in in calm and silence. Yeah. That uh, I forgot who it was. It said that the art of meditation is the art of making space. And in a sense, that's it. Uh, yes, emotions are like like weather, like a weather front passing through the uh, nature of our mind. Yeah, I, I I experience them very much like weather. The only thing that we tend to do, we don't treat them like weather. We treat them, we tend to judge them a lot more than we do the weather. But it, in some ways, it's the inner weather. It's not so different. So you can, storms or or um, mists or whatever. So I often ask people, what's the, what's the weather like? How's the weather? <laughs> Please. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. How to yeah? How to uh, how to hold both the, and respect all of our different identities, and uh, to deny them and to just just homogenize everything doesn't respect that such differences in experience that that people have and uh, so it's an inevitable and natural and an important part of our life to respect and to see to open our eyes to to differences uh, at the same time to also understand that there is a dimension as I said last night there's a dimension of our being that is even be in some ways uh, not limited to our own individual, but but is actually the. It's a place you could see. Think of it in one way as a place where you recognize that you are formed by all of life and all of time. That it took everything that ever happened to bring you into being. That you don't exist apart from everything, and that we're we're much more grand. Uh, than our individual identities. But our individual identities and our group identities, our cultural identities, our racial, 
they have to be seen. Otherwise, we're we're just in some ways we're um, we're in a state of confusion. So they're both true. And thank you for naming that. Uh, you'd like me to comment on that you don't consider your aloneness isolation. Well, because you're communing with everything, so you're not isolated. It's only a perception that aloneness is isolation. And of course, many of us fall into that because, for, because we may have been forced into being alone for, at some point, or we were abandoned in some way. And so that aloneness took on a very painful quality and with aversion, and then it, then it is loneliness. And so some of that inevitably needs to be loved and healed so that we can, if possible, when we are inevitably alone, that we can uh, be alone and feel that sense of communion with, with life. Any, you want to add something, Mark? Yeah. <clears throat> I think when we're truly alone, as you're speaking to, there's an intimacy with ourselves in which when there's an intimacy with ourselves, we're never alone because we're with ourselves. And in that intimacy with ourselves, we become intimate with everything else. So that dissolves a sense of separation. So, yes, I concur with your experience. I so appreciate you, you, the way that you spoke of it, of thinking of the deathless as just expanding our, our view of, of, uh, of our the consciousness beyond just this individuality, this life, etc. Uh, in some ways, that it's, it was meant to be provocative a little bit. Uh, because from unpresent evidence, you know, sitting here right now, I don't know whether it's deathless. But it seems reliably immovable and available and regardless of, of the birth and death of different experiences. Um, but, but it does, I like that you framed it as it creates the, the realm of possibilities. Uh, and that's um, that's really the the heart or mind to which discovery happens, not a fixated view that life begins here and ends here. When does it begin, and when does it end? You could say it's beginningless. It's in a conceptual overlay to mark it as the moment you came out of the womb. Is that where it began? Or you could say when when you were conceived. Is that when it began? Or was it your parents? Or was it your grandparents? Or was it your community? What? So just that realm of possibility. 
This is a mind opening. <laughs> Thank you. Please. sense of anticipating the gong at the end of the sitting. Yes, it, any advice for those who are starting to anticipate the end of the retreat? I, you're probably the only person who's having that experience. <laughs> Now, this is so natural and so inevitable, um, and it's really exactly the same thing. Of course, you're going to have thoughts about the end of the retreat, and we can, we can notice those thoughts, and ideally, just as we do with the desire for the bell to ring, we notice the feeling of anticipation. The very feeling of anticipation brings us right here. And, and we... So we'd be very um, gracious with the rising of future thoughts, but don't necessarily keep extending those thoughts. Just feel that engine that drives them, which is anticipation or the, or the, the, um, or the feeling that comes with them so that it actually brings you here. Yeah, same, same. Last one, please. Getting overwhelmed with the overwhelm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a 
I'm not sure if I can be able to reflect <laughs> exactly what you or repeat what you said, but you know, you're speaking to the way that we have the capacity to, and how the, the, the way the awareness has the capacity to hold any experience, and um, uh, you know, we can do that in many ways. But the way that you're doing it by inviting it into this field of presence and sensing that you have innate capacity to hold anything. Awareness has the capacity to hold anything, including overwhelming, including catastrophe in our lives, in our families' lives. And, you know, I think that what arises, you know, you've been at this practice a long time, I know, and what's beautiful to see is that one of the fruits of the practices, practices we see we develop greater capacity, greater resilience, greater spaciousness, and it's not that those waves of catastrophe stop, because life goes on and they, they keep going on, but we have more spaciousness and accommodation, and that's where the, the wisdom and the equanimity comes. So I'm really happy for you to see that fruit of your practice. It's beautiful, and beautiful to share, and then for those who are new to practice to see, you know, the awareness, and just as how he was pointing to, awareness can accommodate anything, and especially when it's infused with love, with that kind presence, you know, it's a powerful force that the that we need and the world needs. So thank you. And part of that being able to hold things is the intelligence to know when just sitting with overwhelm is and having it compound is not so useful that, that you that it was really helpful to just bring a touch point to your body or to something really simple. And that you have a your own that's an intelligence that teaches us how to resource, how to how to actually simplify things. Remember that, yeah, this moment's simple, even though I'm having this big storm. So that's, that's part of holding it, is knowing what to do with it. <laughs> great. Thank you. So thank you for your comments, questions. We have a few, um, just a, a slight change in our schedule this, this evening. Every, the day will go on. It's the last full day of practice, so... Please enjoy the fruits of, uh, of all the, the hard work of, of collecting and sustaining and continuity and, and just the challenge of being with ourselves. Um, just enjoy the fruits of that today. And this evening we will have, there's a, a meeting before the, the evening metta uh, where there are announcements uh, pertaining to the end of the retreat, but otherwise just this full day of practice and so take advantage of, of all of your practice so far. Uh, as um, you may have noticed, there are some groups uh, offered this morning and this, um, and some of you, I, I have not been able to get to the uh, pile of questions uh, and if you feel like your question needs to be answered, please bring them to the, the group. And I will try to get to them individually, but uh, bring them to the group. Did you want to say more about that, Mark, how you understood that? Yeah, I think that's the same for all of us, that we have a lot of notes, and as much as we try to respond to them, sometimes it would take half an hour to write it out, which would take two minutes in a, in a discussion. So if you have a question or a note that you haven't had answered, please feel free to come to the groups. Uh, we'll do our best to answer them, and um, the, the groups will be probably quite large, and um, we'll get to as many questions as we can. 
And please uh, and uh, forgive us for those things we are unable to get to. There's only so much we can respond to. There's an extra space in Bonnie's Great, thank cohort. You. Just squeeze in. <laughs> the comment was if, there's, if you want to go to a group and there's no free slots, what to do? And the response was just squeeze in, we'll do our best to <laughs> accommodate. Also, since there have been a lot of words, don't forget to to uh, unfurl your mind when you go outside and take it all in as part of the nature of your mind and maybe even walk with that sense of your steps arising in this openness and just try to enjoy the different lenses. We've pointed out a very microscopic, refined attention to the details of experience. Now today we're uh, including a more panoramic awareness and you'll see the way your mind goes to both. Sometimes the more panoramic, the more detailed you notice. Sometimes the more detailed, the more panoramic your mind becomes. So see if you notice that, but have a great day of practice. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.